You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. It's Thursday, March 17th. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. And I know a lot of you are getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Um, CC will be playing tomorrow night. Uh, our guest today is interested in that Baylor game against Norfolk State this Thursday, this coming Thursday afternoon. Uh, but right now, we're actually going to talk some baseball because there's a pretty interesting series in my mind coming up starting Friday night between TCU and Baylor, two teams that at the beginning of the season were projected to be in the middle of the conference. So uh, Max Gardner is with me. He covers uh, Baylor baseball for Our Daily Bears, the SB Nation website for Baylor, also a former uh, pitcher for the Bears and was um, in the minor leagues for a while too. So he's more qualified to talk about baseball than me, which is a, a good thing to have as a podcast guest. So um, Max, I wanted to start, uh, you know, first of all, obviously, thank you for being here. And I wanted to start on the Baylor pitching staff. I remember a couple of years ago, I heard Tyler Thomas name come up a few times when I was looking at Baylor and it seemed like he was kind of like a, a middle relief guy, you know, maybe somebody that could start on like a Tuesday night and, now, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in the Big 12. So um, he'll get the ball Friday night, I'm assuming, against TCU. Uh, what have you seen from him in the past couple of years that's really clicked for him and made him um, go from, you know, kind of a, a guy that was just in the rotation to uh, a true ace of the staff? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for having me first. But um, it's been really fun to watch him, him grow. Um, he's always had the stuff. He's, you know, he's left-handed low low 90s to 94 on the fastball with it you know, with a big time curveball and a changeup uh that that is is another plus pitch but um batting average has never been the problem uh, opponent batting average has never been the problem against tyler it was always just kind of walks you know um college fans <laughs> more more so than fans of pro teams probably uh can appreciate how uh, how fast free bases rack up on the scoreboard and um, that was really what was Tyler's problem his first couple of years. And last year, he really started to cut down on it, but um, still was kind of his Achilles heel as far as giving up runs. And uh, this year, he's got a 10 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. He's throwing all three pitches for strikes, and it's been very, very impressive to watch. And this Baylor lineup, I know reading your piece before the year, Max, you, you thought this was the team. They had a lot of firepower, and um, I think a lot of even casual fans probably know the name Jared McKenzie. He's been great the last few years. And I was looking after that Columbia series that Baylor played last weekend, and I was really shocked to just see what his batting average was. Um, so I was just curious, his approach at the plate, you know, through the first um, 12, 15 games, what are you seeing? And, and do you think he's kind of on the verge of, of maybe breaking out? Because I know he's been the most consistent hitter on that in that lineup for the past few years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a little bit of a weird year to watch. And, um, you know, when I when I played at Baylor, I played with, with Max Muncy for his three years. And it was kind of the same way where if he didn't hit for two or three weeks, you kind of just, you know, wanted to watch and, and see when the breakout would happen because you knew it was coming. Um, and I think Jared's probably like that. He, in the first week weekend, the, the bad series we had where we got swept by Maryland, um, he hit five or six balls really, really hard, only had one or two hits to show for it. 
And then after that, I think he just started pressing and he had a, a two or three games in a row there through that second week, even when we were winning games um, where he, he was striking out more than more than once a game. And for the season, he was Baylor's uh, batting average leader for a career. So um, we're used to seeing him put the bat on the ball all the time and, and usually with some force. And um, this last weekend against Columbia, he started to come out of that. And um, we'll see. I mean, he got us a walk-off hit in the third game of that series um, with the bases loaded and uh, kind of just a good situation for the hitter. And he put a good swing on it. And he also had an inside-the-park home run hit on a, a ball into the gap that he hit really hard. So, um, you know, it could be any game where he, where he turns and breaks out of it. It's just going to be interesting to see when it happens. And Max, um, kind of combining a couple questions here, but before the season, I know preseason polls and that, that kind of thing can always be sort of a crapshoot, but it seemed like uh, Texas obviously had a ton of hype behind them and they've hit sort of a rough patch, but they're really talented. Texas Tech, Coach Tadlock has built something very consistent there. Oklahoma State, I know they had uh, an exciting incoming class and it seemed like Baylor and TCU were kind of both in the middle where it was like, you know, there's some returning production there. If things break the right way, maybe both of them could be um, sort of right there in the mix. And you mentioned the Maryland series. I know they, they sort of turned things around since then, but um, I guess what do you think Baylor has to do to kind of get some more consistency? Do you feel like they've already gotten to that place? And what sort of has to come together for them if they're going to be a factor in, in a Big 12 title race over the next few weeks? Right. I think it's really, it's probably two or three, two or three things, you know, like any team that, that you just really need to bring together. And the question marks that I had and, you know, a lot of Baylor fans who follow had going into the season were um, who was going to be the closer. We had an all Big 12 closer leave and um, who was going to pick up the middle relief innings and who was going to be, starting on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, we had a lot of, of pitching mark, pitching question marks. Um, you know, what do we really need? I think we need three, three or four relievers to really trust out of the bullpen. It's kind of turning into Volker, Needham, and Oliver out of our bullpen being our three go-to guys. Um, they've all been pretty good, but, you know, not, not great, um, not consistent at least. And um, that ha having them shirt up would be a, go a long way for us. Um, Jake Jackson is a transfer from Nevada who's been our Saturday starter all year. He started the season with two really good outings and, and has struggled since as well. And um, we, we really need some stability other than Tyler Thomas on the, on the mound. <clears throat> and you mentioned that starting rotation, Max. So I think uh... – you know, Sunday is always kind of interesting in college baseball because I feel like as a fan, you think, oh, what's the third starter? Um, you know, maybe there's a drop off. But at the same time, like those are always really important games. That's your potentially rubber game. Maybe you're trying to get a sweep. You're trying to avoid being swept. So there's there's some stakes there. Uh, and I think I, I believe it was Will Rigney that started last week. Is, mm -hmm. is he a guy that could slide into that role moving forward or how do you see that sort of shaking out? Yeah, it was um, the the third guy in the rotation to start the year was uh, Blake Helton, who's who's a harder thrower and who had missed um, had missed some time due to injuries and stuff. Uh, Rigney had a couple outings out of the bullpen. He's been pretty good all year. Um, 
he gave up some runs against LSU, but I I don't think it was a bad outing. He threw pretty well against them and then um, has looked really good the last two weekends uh, or, or uh, yeah, including the LSU, the game the last two weekends. I If he can solidify himself in the rotation, then I think we're in really good shape. He's got really good stuff. He's just kind of what Tyler Thomas was um, a year and a half or two ago where uh, where he gets into trouble is, is either walks or just throwing too many pitches in an inning and, and um, in innings and we need to get him deeper into the game. But uh, he's been a, he's been a nice surprise. He's looked really good the last couple of weeks. So I wanted to ask you, as, as someone who was a former player, I, I feel like fans, sometimes we get caught up in, like, cliches or narratives. So we, we sort of put storylines to games or um, situations, and maybe that's not always true, but first conference series of the season. I, I know baseball's a long – you know, college baseball, it's a long year. There's a lot of ebbs and flows to it. But is there any extra juice when you play that, that first Big 12 weekend? Is it just – kind of business as normal? Um, is it different for each player? How, how do you sort of approach that? Or how uh, did you see teams approach that in your experience playing playing the game? Kind of depends on the schedule, right? Like, I think if either of us were playing, you know, West Virginia or Kansas State, it mm -hmm. would be exciting to start conference and, and get and really get into the part of the season that matters the most. But, you know, y'all only driving an hour and a half. That's that's what we got juiced up for was playing against TCU and Texas and A&M and, and everyone that was close. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, just since we're, we're sort of talking about pitching and, um, you know, I know for, for younger guys, you talked about the, the control, right? Like trying to hit your spots, not throw too many pitches in an inning, find a way to not walk guys. Um, for a pitcher, is that a, a focus thing? Is that a mechanics thing? Is it, a little bit of both, because, uh, I mean, you, you see you see that pretty often, right? Like guys that come in and they can throw hard, they've got electric stuff, but they're just trying to, to figure out how to, to get people out, how to pitch. Um, yeah. What, what's the challenge in, in kind of making that come together as, as you mature as a player? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? You know, the, the farther you get into your career, you're just going to be practicing more and, and working on the little stuff more. So, um, like, your mechanics – help but that's not you know I it just takes you some people it took me a couple of years to be comfortable in the moment in college baseball um I don't know that by the time I was in an important role in our pitching staff that my my fastball or curveball or slider was any better than it was when I was a freshman but um everything was moving a little bit slower out there and some people like me it took a couple of years some people step in as a freshman and and have a low heartbeat and are ready to go uh it's it's kind of a case-by-case -case basis but i think it's much more on the mental side once you're um you know once you're on a big 12 roster sec roster something like that everyone's really good it's just who can handle the moment a little bit better well finally max before we get you out of here uh any thoughts any predictions about this series do you have any feel for how this might shake out this weekend yeah i mean um <clears throat> I think it's probably a pretty evenly matched series. I think, you know, we're ranked right outside the top 25. I know y'all are right around 20 or, or 17 probably right now. And um, I would just kind of see this one as as us winning the series, but dropping a game because we're at home. And I think if it was in Fort Worth, I would probably pick it being us winning one, you know, taking one game, but probably not the series. I think 
uh, when you get into these evenly matched, um, really evenly matched uh, teams, it's it's just hard to pick a three game series. And I think the home the home field stuff matters just a, just a little bit. Yeah, it should be a fun one. You know, TCU struggled against left-handers this year, so I, I know that'll be a tough matchup with Tyler Thomas, as it is for everyone in the league. And then um, if, if Baylor holds serve on Friday, then we'll just sort of see how Saturday and Sunday shake out. But uh, if you want to follow more of Max's work, um, you can find him on Twitter, at MaxGBU21. And, uh, yeah, follow Our Daily Bears on Twitter as well, and you can see some of his uh, work leading up to this series. And, and Baylor baseball as a whole. And uh, Max, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out again. Thank you for doing this. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to talking to you again down the road. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see how it shakes out this weekend. I'm excited to watch. That'll do it for Locked On Horn Frogs today. Uh, TCU basketball, Seton Hall tomorrow night. We'll have plenty of coverage of that on Friday's episode. Getting you ready for that late night contest. And uh, also we'll touch a little bit more on the Baylor TCU baseball series. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day.